Because oh, of you. But did you get the game that it goes to? No. Well. I don't have time to play other games. <laughs> well, hello everyone. And, and welcome to another excellent, fantastic, stupendous episode of <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Yes, Road, we're live. Uh, <laughs> this is Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production, available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Freydos! Liz, it's Freydos! I'm in love! Son. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's Dust the 22nd. Uh, I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler and that crazy old cat lady man, the sneaky twitcher, Yvarwin. <laughs> That's why I was late on that, because I was typing in the sneaky twitcher. Because we like to start these streams. Sneakily. Sneaky. Yes. Trying to catch you guys in a candid moment that'll be radio gold. Stealth reach 100. You're going to stop that when you hear something that shouldn't be on air. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) And that that right there is Ferelden's Queen and a Tamrielic Dream. She'll make you scream. Liz, Mistress LeBeau. I love that. Oh, hello. (laughs) Hello. And uh, an owner and creator of the highly popular self-help organization, 1-800-PUNCH-A-PUNK, Rob Rage Philosophy. (laughs) right we are a for-profit organization if you need a punk punched in the face then call 1-800-PUNCH-PUNK 1-800-PUNCH-PUNK uh and we've got we've got the one and only a man who needs no introduction ladies and gentlemen boys and girls the naked nord himself you know him from such podcasts like torocast tisocast dragon age off the record hello kitty island adventure cast team jacob off the record a hairy qgn podcast and the anders appreciation association podcast road all of those are true except the anders one (laughs) i appreciate him with a knife in the neck but that's a different conversation for a different show also this is the dragon and this is a nord they're amazing you should be jealous i'm i'm instantly jealous Show us the little sword and the beard and everything. Oh, he's meeting this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. He's ready for battle. Yeah. Road showing us a, uh, a, a symbiote character of the Dragonborn, all geared up and, and ready for battle. Look at that. Very adorable. Look! <gasps> ah, the helmet comes off! The Dragonborn. Detachable. His be- <laughs> detachable Nord helm. <laughs> oh my gosh. You did not go where I thought you were going to go with that. Pretty close. <laughs> Look at that. And let's see the dragon. The dragon, yes. Let's see that green little dragon dude from Game of Thrones. It's uh, one of Khaleesi's beloved children. Look at that. All right. Well, uh, Rob, good sir, uh, owner of (laughs) 1-800-PUNCH-A-PUNK, please tell us what we're going to be discussing today. Well, this week in game for uh, this edition of Elder Scrolls Off the Record is going to include Elder Scrolls Online and also Skyrim. But not just that, we're also going to throw in some Oblivion. It's going to be great. We are covering almost all things Elder Scrolls. And uh, some discussion topics we have, we're going to be talking about the features of the fix for the patch for the fix for the patch 1.5.5 plus 
We have officially created a new mini-segment for our gameplay section, the Rage of the Week. A uh, new mini-segment added to our discussion sections, Tamriel's Rumors. Uh, plus, your tweets and emails. That's right. Uh, and Liz? Uh, well, I have a question. Is Tamriel's Rumors have anything to do with uh, the town bike? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know I was going to ask that. I just opened my mouth and, like, words started forming. Yeah, but by the time you got to the third syllable, it's like she's going to bring up your soul. Uh, <laughs> Road has no idea what we're talking about, it It looks like. I know exactly what you're talking you know who about. You we're talking I about? the show. All right. At first, I thought she was talking about Tom, though. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, 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 wow. Mm. <laughs> hey, I just want you guys to know. He was mine first. Yes, he was. He he absolutely was. He's not he's not ours. He's a he's a freelance streamer. Oh, Rhoda and I have established that he is a form of currency to be bartered. He is a form with. of currency. Yeah. I noticed I, it was actually brought up uh, thanks to one of our uh, both of our listeners that I've actually made that comment in the past. So, I, I have I've established at two points in history that he is currency, which in some kind of <laughs> way makes it true. <laughs> So 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 road. I'll trade you one yes. Tom for no. Okay. Apparently, I can't. We'll uh, talk later after the show. You got it. She's not here. <laughs> Sorry, <sighs> Tom. <laughs> but you know what? Uh-huh. Our show is sponsored by Tweaked Audio. It is. That's TweakedAudio.com. Quality headphones, thirty percent off with our code off the record at TweakedAudio.com, and by Audible. 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 <laughs> <a bar> <laughs> Audible trial. <laughs> Audible. Download your free book today. AudibleTrial.com slash Network is the site you need to go to. You can get The Stolen Throne from Dragon Age, Dragon Age The Calling, which you really, you guys, if you're playing the new game, you want to listen to these. <laughs> what they also want to listen to is that podcast. But no, <gasps> Would that be Dragon Age Off the Record? It would be! It would be. Oh, yes! Especially coming up soon. Uh-huh. Guys got some pretty good stuff coming up on that. Um, and also by such fans as Keith Mohenny from Belfast. Say the last name again. Keith Mohenny. I'd never be able to pronounce that. From Belfast. From Belfast. <laughs> from Belfast. I have no idea what kind of accent that is. He um <laughs> he he donated again to to our wonderful network uh, this week and and that was that was very very uh, generous. Aww. So so good old. Uh, Good old Keith Mohenny from Belfast. We, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a great show uh, lined up for you. But but first, got something quick to mention. Uh, the six-month subscriber reward came out this week for Elder Scrolls Online players. Uh, those of you who have subscribed to ESO for six months now, we're given the Vanity Pet as a gift, the Dwimmer Sphere, uh, which is a mechanical Dwimmer automaton who rolls around next to you during your adventures, then pops up out of a sphere like the 11th Doctor in Rory's cake <laughs> to reveal an ancient Dwimmer robot, just like the ones you see in Dwimmer Ruins. Anyone have a jumper? <laughs> <laughs> and also, and, Liz. And also... A pre-sale for three new ESO-themed hoodies is going on right now at the Bethesda online store. The Altmer Dominion hoodie, the Breton Covenant hoodie, and the 
Nord packed hoodie, which is kind of funny because the naked Nord would need a hoodie, would he? No. Oh, that yeah. right. <laughs> She's a poet. She didn't know it. And each one is sixty-eight bucks, and each is stitched in such a way to make it look as if you're wearing armor styles from these factions. Pretty cool. Sweet. They are freaking awesome. The uh, that Breton one is the one that I want because it actually has the mask. Yeah. No, really? Yes, yeah. it does. It, it has does. the mask. What on the hood? On the hood, it's <gasps> like a, it says it's oh, a removable mask. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. I I love. It. I like I like all three of them, but the the Breton one is my favorite because it's it's got that that mask on it. That's awesome. It, it really is cool. I'm sorry, you guys lost me at Nord. Uh, I'm <laughs> oh, still there. The yeah. the naked uh, the naked nudie in the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> what what? <laughs> Captain Malkin oh. doesn't approve. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Um, before we go into our gameplay, let's, uh, let's catch up with Road for a little bit. Now, the last time we had you was, was, uh, episode 123, uh, which was just nine episodes ago, actually, um, which we, we aptly titled The Naked Nord. Um, and you're here with us today. How, how are you? What's new? What's going on with TisoCast? What's going on with TisoCast? Well, uh, I can't even remember if the last time I was on was around the time I changed my co-host, but, uh, well... Okay, so I have a new co-host, Care, who was uh, another member of the Legend Gaming community with Vokandine, like myself. Oh, and um, it's not spelled C-A-R-E if you're in their chat room, by the way. No. I've made that C-H-A-E-R. <laughs> C-H-A-E-R. Yes. Because he's some Care Bear on Twitter. You should yeah. find him and harass him. I sent you. That's good. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been working on the Naked Nord a bit, you know, just uh, getting him all beefed up. I mean, he's already cut up a beefcake and... I know, as uh, as Liz tells me frequently, he's a sexy, sexy man, and I've got a great choice in men. I agree. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, absolutely, Sydney. Those buns. That's all I can say. But uh, <laughs> I've uh, I recently actually, I announced this in the, my own uh, episode release this week, but I have hit VR 12 now with the Naked Nord. Still keeping to my habit of playing the game naked. Um, I mean, aside from the, the, the amazing looking Nord boots. And uh, I've been I've been kind of Dwemer motif farming uh, just just a, a bit just a bit just a bit. How's that coming? Uh, I found six or seven, and then I also found a primal while also hunting those. Nice. So I guess that's nice. Wait a second, um, you're hunting motifs, but you don't wear any clothes. I need to make good looking swords. Just because he's I naked, on them off. Yeah. And I have other characters. I mean, I started working on another character, my uh, my mud crab cultist, and let's <laughs> think in. And uh, he has my my mud crab pet follow him around everywhere he goes. He's a very very tiny but stout imperial. Oh, that's adorable. with an amazing handlebar mustache. <laughs> and uh, does he have a beard like your new beard? No, he just has the like the the twenty style handlebar mustache. And like he kind of looks like one of those, yes, like Dorian, just like Dorian's. And uh, he's a sorcerer tank, or at least he's going to be once I level him up some more. He's oh. only level ten right now. Well, he's a nice imperial armor. Looks pretty beefy. That's pretty interesting. Now, now, how are you? Wait, uh, before before we actually uh, do that, hold on a second here. It's a little. Bit... Only feels right. Wait for the chair. 
Oh, okay, we're playing gameplay now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear a Wilhelm scream in there? <laughs> there very well may have been. <laughs> All right, so, um, Road, please please continue. Uh, handlebar mustaches and, and yes, uh, yes. crab cultists <laughs> and stout characters and clothed Nords. Well, yes, I've got my, my non-clothed Nord. I've got the mud crab cultist running around. Uh, conveniently enough, that new mud crab plushie just came out, so I will be getting that for Christmas, as my wife told me I'm allowed to. Um, so, nice. you know, thank you, dear, uh, I guess. And uh, so I'll be getting that. Plus, I'll have another mud crab pet, which kind of makes me a little upset, because I'll have two mud crab pets, but only one mud crab cultist. And I would like to just be able to combine them and have a mud crab swarm follow him around. Mm. But see, you forget, you forget that the, the, uh, the plushy mud crab comes with the code for another third that's what mud I'm saying. crab. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'll have another pet. And I won't well, be able to put them all in one character and have them all follow him around. It's glad that you have more than one because if it's just two, that's not really a cult, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's just a Every gathering cult, of actually, weirdos. It, it, it has to start somewhere. <laughs> it, it does. It starts somewhere. Now, are you worshiping the mud crab, or is the mud crab worshiping you? Why would a mud crab worship anything? They're mud crabs. They don't worship. You don't know. You don't know. It maybe in your cult list. they have you know uh, feelings and personalities and all that. They don't. They're soulless. Yeah, how come uh, you that's not true? I've off? actually charged my soul gems off. Of them, so <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, not true at all. When I use repentance, I I, I gain I gain their souls to to. Uh, I gain their souls. I gain their souls. Oh my god. Your soul is mine. I will find you and I will destroy you. (laughs) Now, Red, you gotta do a scary voice too. I like unicorns. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) I had an organ quiver. My kidneys shake, Chuck. <laughs> you might want to get that looked at. Yeah. Oof. So, <laughs> um, so, 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 what else? What else are you doing in, in Game Road? What else is going on over there? You said like you said Sork Tank. What's going on with your Sork Tank? Well, nothing really, because he's only level ten, so there's not a whole lot that I can uh, do with that yet. Yeah, but what's your uh, plan? I'm trying to. I want to build him up enough and just farm through leveling that way. That way I don't actually have to go do all the quests all over again, um, except for the main storyline quests, because as a lot of the PvP members are PvP players that I've spoken with that level through PvP, uh, they're now finding it really difficult to join any of us in like silver and gold content because they've not finished the first set of content because they level through PvP. So now they're having to go through all these quest lines and get up there and I don't want to have to have to do that. But at the same time, I kind of just want to kill things. Because it's a cultist, and cultists kill things. It, at least that's what Elder Scrolls has taught me. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of cultists out there right now listening to the show that are that are very offended by, by what you just said. Well, I will deliver a note to them that says, We know, <laughs> but it won't have a handprint on it. It'll have a crab claw. Crab claw? <laughs> <laughs> I would I like just it. make one of those and just put like my butt print on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else? I mean, have you played any other any other Elder Scrolls games this week? Has it just been ESO and, and Dragon Age? Inquisition? No, um, actually, I 
I no longer have any Elder Scrolls games aside from ESO installed on my computer. Oh, really? Because I don't need any more at this point. That's it, you're done. The Elder Scroll has moved on from Skyrim to Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. And it got to a point where I realized I just hadn't touched the game in so long that I uh, I needed that, that hard drive space for Dragon Age. Hey. <laughs> it It happens. It did. It happened. It, about a week ago. About a week ago. It, it, in yeah. fact, it happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened. It's over now, and uh, I'm not looking back. <laughs> Unless, of course, I want to go find the Ebony Knight, which would mean I'd have to level up to level 80, yeah. and I think it left off at 56, and I can't level because there's nothing to kill! Yeah. Oh, you just slaughtered everything in Skyrim, didn't you? I did. Good guy. You know, I've never <laughs> yeah. level you up to eight. I've never actually fought the Ebony Knight before. And um Me He's tough. Is he? Rob, what's what's uh what's that like fighting the uh the Ebony Knight? Uh if you aren't ready for it, uh he can throttle you pretty quick. Um it's definitely a very worthy challenge to get to that point in the game. Um, and, and again, just depending on which difficulty level you play on, um, like on, on master, by that point in time, like you're, you're pretty much face rolling everything anyway. So, um, you, you probably have, uh, increased your difficulty to master. Um, and it can be, uh, a, a very quick wake up call that, Oh, okay. Like suddenly I'm not as badass as I thought I was. Um, but it, it's a good, it's a fun fight. It, it really is a fun fight. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I've got um, I've got my my old paladin. He's like level fifty three or something. And um, I mean, the guy face rolls pretty much absolutely everything, and has been for for quite a while. Um, but I realized that that um, that Black Knight is definitely something I've never done, and I'd, I'd like to do so. I gotta act quick because the the my my game save for that particular character is is sort of on the fritz, so I gotta if I'm gonna do it, I guess I guess it's it's either a plan for for the long term with my one of my new characters or just just sort of go ahead and uh, keep keep that guy around and, and level him up. I saw you create another new character on your stream. Yeah, I did. I made sure he didn't have a mullet, but he's well, no, you. <laughs> Did you change the good one? You changed it when I left the room. It's not a oh, mullet. Oh, yeah. It's not a mullet. It's a mullet. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's a mullet, not though. Not. <laughs> um, I did, yeah. Now, now, which one are you talking about? The one in, in, in Oblivion or the one in Skyrim? Because I, I've made a few new characters this week. Skyrim. Um, uh, I do remember that because we're having trouble with the character creation. Or at least I was, you know... Blech, about the character creation because I don't like when you're creating a character in Skyrim you can't see them from head on yeah uh, that really really bugs me and they move too much you can you can move it around but it, it, it's a little it's it's a little tough. one angle or another you cannot you can't fine-tune the way you're looking at it which is you know it kind of sucks yeah. especially when you're choosing the eye colors because you can do uh, one different eye and if your character moves around too much, you can't see what that freaking icon oh, is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, as in, because I mean, I'm thinking, like, you do see him head on, but there is a, a an angle that, that comes, I think, from, like, the, the top down a little bit on that. Mm. 
And yeah, no, you're 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 actually right. Yeah, on I this. know him. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not like ESO character creation where you can rotate the character, zoom in and out of the whole body. It's like when you try to move them around, you move your mouse around. They just they just kind of do this. Like, <laughs> there you go, Rob. <laughs> it's like they just nice like they, they just move their head around. It's like yeah, um, yeah. okay. G- guess that works. Yeah, yeah, I made um I made a new character in Skyrim. He's um he's 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 gonna be. He's another paladin, um, and the reason why I'm doing that is because, like I said earlier, the the save file I have for for my original character that's now, is now two and a half years old. So, between the mods I've installed and and have removed from the game, and then the the age of the computer and the age of the save file itself, I mean, it's it's just it's starting to it's not running as well as it did, and I'm getting a lot of. Um, I'm getting, you know, it's starting to get corrupted. I can, I can tell. It's just very slow sometimes. So, so you put it out of its misery. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of you just put it down. I, I didn't know. I'm, I'm sort of trying to like, I guess, uh, keep that from happening. Um, oh, I'm just not playing him right now. And what I did was, I thought it might be kind of fun for uh, stream listeners or stream watchers rather um, for QGN stream watchers to to sort of see me create create this this character that they you know have been listening to me talk about um, you know years uh, years ago oh. on Skyrim off the record and, and make it in a way where like I know what works now and doesn't work and and not make the mistakes I made previously and sort of you know move forward you know instead of making him Nord he's now a Breton because he gets the um, the 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 Magicka boost, I suppose. Um, if Arwen. Yes. Once you go Nord, everything else will leave you bored. <laughs> what are you wow. doing? Wow. That's wrong, man. You fit that in real well. <laughs> I tried really hard. I I, I I thought about it. I mean, you, you know, if you see the stream, it's it's uh, it's one or the other. I'm thinking uh, Nord, yeah. but meh. so I, I I went Breton because. He gets the Magicka, um, the Magicka buff, and a big component of this, of the character, is going to be the restoration. So, that's the reason why I went with that. May I please pimp your, your late night with a Varwins here? This guy plays amazing music. I mean, if you don't go for the gameplay, you gotta at least, you know, that's awesome. I, I have... Takes requests. I do. I have I have my cat sitting right here on my chair playing Red Diamond on his ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Hey. Yeah. Try to do that. I approve the ukulele. I do not approve of Red Diamond. <laughs> it's, it's sort of If I could kill the guards. Oh wait, I'll be able to soon. Ah, justice system. I will be doing it in the name of justice on its way. You're not the first person I've heard say this either about the justice system. They're going to start snuffing out some bankers and people playing in Rob's check. Yes. Okay, there's only that one Argonian banker. Oh, I know She's going to die. I don't care if they moved her 10 feet off the side. She's going to die for all those times I had to put up with her. And the any bard that sings Red Diamond, yes. I will end. I don't mind the song. It's just that I've heard it so many damn times. And you can only hear Red Diamond! Red, Red Diamond! Diamond! <laughs> so many times before you want to stab someone in the face. I'm the so song. glad I turn. I, I play without the music. <laughs> Especially the if Rode is, and I were singing like, it. That 
doesn't shut off the music. <laughs> it's oh, it's a sound effect. I guess it, it's yes, a category. It's, yeah. Yes, considered a sound effect. Like you're shutting off the actual ambient music of the game. No, that doesn't affect the bards. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> hate to burst your bubble there. To see mine, uh, once the justice system uh, comes into play, every single little Bosmer in Ralkoth that makes some sort of stupid halfwit insult is getting stabbed in the face. <laughs> it's like every time I log in there to go to my bank or do whatever, I always hear this little if you're trying to be a uh, if you're trying to be witty, I'd say you're halfway there. It's like, oh shut up. <laughs> you look so angry on the so street. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Bosmer are better off snuffed out anyway. Oh well, wow. No. No, they are. No. They're good they're barbecued. I mean, just, they're good know, eating for... for each other, I guess, and everyone else. <laughs> Dirty but, cannibals. Liz, what what have you been doing in, in Elder Scrolls this week? <laughs> well, you know, uh, unlike Road, I am reinstalling Skyrim. Boom! <laughs> I'm reinstalling. I see it. how it is. I'm excited to play it on on my new computer. At least you know I used to play on the 360. Now I'm playing on the PC. Nice. Um, I have to get it to work because I started it up and it crashed and everything. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing my forte, which is mods. I'm going to be installing all sorts of mods. I'm going to probably break my game. I don't care. Um, but uh, what I did is I went through Steam and I was like, okay, once you what get it running, <laughs> do what? Once you get it running, then you're going to be modding. Yes. Yep. Well, I already went through Steam when I was downloading it. You know, I, I was waiting. It said, you know, an hour and 15 minutes because I have very slow internet. Okay, I'm going to do this. So I got prepared and I looked at the most popular ones. And the second most popular mod out there is a Navi companion mod. Oh, Lord. Listen! Oh, yes, mm, that. Mm, <laughs> there's a, the only way that possibly works is if there's one person on the internet that just went and downloaded and uninstalled that thing over and over and over so it got to the top of the download list. Like, this one's been downloaded the most. People must love it. I was hey, listen, hey, sure, listen. I was looking and making sure that uh, it it wasn't, you know, uh, just of the week or the latest files. No, it, it's been downloaded. Someone's going the extra mile. Or ten. <laughs> that's, a, that's, uh, that's a lot of 12-year-olds playing Skyrim. Hey, I would, I'm going to download it and I'm going to try it. And I also saw one that was Build Your Own House. Build uh, Your Own House next- is awesome. I have yeah, that one. I'm going to try that one. That's the one that I picked out. I saw some a lot you of mods on that page were uh, uh, visual mods. I don't care that much, uh, mostly because I think it's going to you know crash my game. Even though <laughs> once I get it started, I want it to keep running. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta be, so gotta be careful with the visual mods. mods. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm excited this time around because Eric the the Slayer. Uh, if he won't marry me, then I can oh, console command your old your old boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's been so long since I've heard of Eric the Slayer in in, in your ridiculous love what? affair. With- <laughs> I mean, your sweet uh, love affair with with him. What's Alistair <laughs> gonna say? What? What's Alistair gonna say? He looks. I was about to Alistair, say the same he? thing. <laughs> you know what? Uh, these are two different countries. Okay. Uh, All right. Oh, is that yeah. how it works? That's how it works. So, so road. Just so you know, when you go to Europe, 
You know? <laughs> like, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You're right. <laughs> what am I? Hugh Hefner? Wow. Different worlds. Marry a different person to different countries over and over and over again. Perfectly yeah. legal to have 72 wives. <laughs> in 72 different countries. 72 different countries. Um, what about you, Rob? What's been... Uh, What's been going on? Uh, I've had uh, I've had a busy week. I've had a busy couple of weeks in game. Um, for ESO, I'll get, I'll get ESO knocked out of the way real quick. Uh, I finally got my Aldmeri Dominion Nightblade to VR one. Nice, congratulations! Uh, so thank you, thank you. That that makes four veteran rank characters for me now. Um, and I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. I'm uh, I'm playing the character a little bit differently than a typical knight blade is supposed to be played. Um, How so? I uh, I made a shadow knight that uses uh, two hand, both bars. One is a uh, single target, the other is AOE, and huh. it is a beast. And you know, before everybody starts saying you know, it's going to suck at end game, you know what? I'm having fun with it. So. But, that's uh, that's sort of the decision you have to make. You know, um, we hear we hear some real brilliant guys out there like um, you know the Tamriel Foundry guys like Deltia's Gaming, and they they you know they've got the game at end game you know down to just a couple of builds that are really going to just sort of push. Um, you know, certainly Volkadime is is part of this too. Road, you don't want to I don't want to miss. Um, oh, um, they're they're in the chat box. Them. If I would have missed saying Volkadime's up there too, I would have been <laughs> murdered. <laughs> there wouldn't have been a we no note. I would have just died. Well, <laughs> so, well, so basically, Varwin just saved your life. I got you covered. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was waiting for an opportunity to just jam it in there just like j- a knife between the ribs. Wow! Oh, oh my! So I mean, not to not to interrupt uh, interrupt you, Rob, but you know, I, I'm I'm sort of just sort of saying that um, you have to make the choice between do you do you want to do you want to be on the competitive end of of this game um or do you want to do something that's that's not necessarily the best dps the best tanking the best healing spec um but do what it is that you want to do and and if that's fun for you then then do that and if it's fun to be competitive then do that but there is definitely that choice you got to make yeah right and I, I understand perfectly that if i want to be competitive at end game with this character i'm gonna have to make some changes but for the time being, I'm VR one. I at, at this moment in time, I have no interest in taking it into Dragon Star Arena or Trials or I mean, heck, even PvP right now. Like I just I'm questing with it and having fun, um, and it, it's an absolute blast because it, uh, it, it's a vampire nightblade um, that pretty much has taken just about every single life drain ability that the game has to offer. Um, and it, it, it works really, really well. And, um, like, I, I used to believe that the Nightblade could not take on more than two enemies at a time without just getting throttled. But this build that I've got uh, going right now has completely thrown that state of mind out the window. Um, so I'm having just a, you know, a, a ton of fun with it. Um, and I know, like, some of the chat room is probably going to just lose their minds, um, but I've made not one, but two Daggerfall characters. Um, wow. and I've, what? I've, yes, I, I've stated on the podcast before that I hate the Daggerfall Covenant because yeah. they're, so, they're so mean to the, uh, uh, to the Ebonheart Pact and the Starter Islands. Well, like, somebody on this podcast... 
uh, gave me a bunch of crap and said, oh, you gotta, you gotta make a Daggerfall character. So I did. And well, just to, just so that, that person is anonymous, we'll just name her Liz. Right. We'll just name, we'll just name her Liz. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Liz wanted me to make this character, so I, I tell her, "All right, fine. I'm, I, you know, I'm you know, right now currently the guild leader of uh, Stendar, the, the the Daggerfall Guild for uh, for the for our podcast." Uh, and I figured, okay, I should probably have a Daggerfall character, so I made one. And Miss Liz here is all like, "Make him look exactly like Jakarn." Liz like, in quotes. Like, <laughs> no, no. I'm 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 not gonna be making a character that looks like Jakarn. Jakarn's a putz. I don't like Jakarn. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't like Jakarn. Jakarn is Iso's version of Gambit. Uh, sorry, Darian Gautier is better. <laughs> anyway, spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, Rejected. spoiler alert. What? What's that, Road? I said spoiler alert mm. about Dorian. Yeah, redacted. Redacted. Yeah. Redacted. But um, no, I'm actually having a lot of fun with that content. Uh, I, I really like the zones, and it's like the first time I've seen the zones because uh, I, I never made a Daggerfall character, or at least actually played it uh, until the past two weeks, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, and uh, I, I really liked the Glen Umber zone. I had just an absolute blast running through that. Yeah. And uh, I, I, my newest DC character is another sorcerer because I, I love a sorcerer. Sorcerer is my favorite class, so I got to have one in every alliance. Um, and just today, uh, I became a werewolf at level seventeen. Nice. With this Congratulations! And I got to tell you, that was hard. Like I, I, I've done the vampire one at level sixteen, and the werewolf one um, at level seventeen. That is probably one of the hardest things I've had to do in the game. Well, let me ask uh, you this. Let me ask you this, Rob. What uh now it's a it's a it's a sorcerer and a werewolf. Why did you why did you choose werewolf for your sorcerer because the the benefits to the werewolf are are mostly stamina based. Right. And this sorcerer is using a stamina build um cuz the character is a Breton um okay. and any of the uh, you know the magic of base passives that can come from this you know not to min max or anything but uh, werewolf would kind of offset the lack of stamina ability that the character would have so I decided to make okay. it a werewolf and plus more or less like kind of a, like a role point uh, or role point but a role play point of view um, and I, I created the character like before I even made the character I had the intention of making it uh, a werewolf so the character has a werewolf lore friendly name um, and Jacob I don't want Liz back <laughs> oh, that's Dave's line you can't say that hey that's, that's, a, that's a callback over to, over to Road because he is the, uh, the creator yeah. and lead host of Team Jacob Off the Record a Harry QGN podcast that's right hey you know my friend bought me a shirt that says Jacob Black is a wolf <laughs> oh god oh lord to okay. be fair, though, I do kind of actually want to go off that point. Now, I just want to say that the whole Jacob podcast thing, that was actually my original podcast, and that actually came out before Twilight was popular. It was directly related to a character named Jacob from the World of Darkness series where werewolves are 
12 to 14 foot tall, 700 pound killing machines that just inflict murder death on everything around it, and vampires literally crap themselves at the sight of. Hail the Garou. Not 19 year old old punks with painted on abs. No. No, No, they're they're more like, you know, look at the Fianna, they're giant Irish drunkard werewolves that rip things (laughs) to shreds and then party afterward. Yeah. No offense to the Irish people. Well, you know, Rhodes Irish. I'm Irish. He's Irish. Look at that! Look at that manly Irish beard he's growing there. Attempting. 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 It's getting there. It's like a ferret hugging his chin from ear to ear. I'm thinking more guinea pig. <laughs> because then you you can like you can squish those and flatten them out, and then you just strap them on there. Whereas the ferret, you've got to like stretch it and then bend it and wrap it back around. Yeah. Shove its tail in its mouth. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's I, like the Ouroboros ferret. Ferret. I, I jest because I'm jealous. It's totally epic, and I want one. <laughs> I'll have you know this is my first beard. I'm very proud of it. It's looking pretty good. It's coming in great. I like it. It's coming in. I like the little the little tip going there on the on the chin there. It's 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 yeah. definitely ZZ Top. Inspired by Blackwall. Yes. Although nice. he has two. Okay. I like this. So, so Rob, um, yeah, please, please continue. What else is going on with this, uh, this, this werewolf sork that, that, uh, how's the, how's the 12% going by the way? 12% extra stamina. Uh, I'm loving it. It, it definitely makes a huge difference. Um, you know, at, at that point in the game, uh, just how I'm leveling this character right now, as far as attributes, um, I, I load everything up into Magicka and then, um, all of my enchants on my armor is stamina, and because of the extra stamina, uh, it, it frees up like you know either a head, chest, or leg piece to get just a little bit more magicka. Because uh, at at level eighteen, uh, with some of the abilities I'm using, I run out of magicka pretty quick. Uh, but since I picked up werewolf, stamina has not been a problem nice. at all, and I'll spam things like whirlwind and. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Flurry or rapid strikes? I'll 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 spam the crap out of that, and uh, it's like I like everything's usually dead before I run out of magic uh, before I run out of stamina. So Can it, I just it, tell the, you, I hear uh, uh, Deltia right now going, "You don't <laughs> want to spread yourself too thin." <laughs> <laughs> I can it's, hear it in my head. <laughs> it's my game, damn it! There, there you go. go. There Good you boy. go. Scooby snack. Yeah, I, I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, in uh, in Elder Scrolls Online, I actually created. Uh, I've been I've been playing. Um, I've been doing some solo questing with with my Templar, and uh, he got up to veteran rank five. But I actually started a a brand new Bosmer. Um, that that is a a distant a distant relative and an ancestor of Janessa. Who you know from uh, oh. Skyrim? Yeah, and road face palms. <laughs> of course he does. He face palms at everything. Hey, it's it's my game, damn it! <laughs> You're playing a Bosmer. Yeah, it's, that's almost as bad as playing a Khajiit. Oh, Khajiit are cool too. I like Khajiit. We haven't heard from the Khajiit on this show in a while. Is he around, Brigo? Uh, I tranquilized him. Oh, that's not true. I, I would never. Well you should. That's <laughs> they're actually quite tranquil. He's been passed out on the couch for the last forty-five minutes. See, uh, in the pact, 
we feed our Khajiit prisoners to the Argonians. That's a terrible thing. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's justice. <laughs> justice um, isn't always pretty. I erect the spine of cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cannibalism. They're That's not true. the same species. That's true. They're just hungry. They're just hungry at that to point. To be fair, we feed them to the behemoths because they'll eat anything. Just ask the Argonians. Uh, as much as I'd love to stay on that <laughs> as, a, as a talking point. <laughs> I'd like to tell you, those uh, that bog provides a lot of spices, and they all taste like swamp. Ew. Excellent. That's that's great. On that note, cooking yeah. with road. Cooking with road. Do, 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 do. Now we're going to use a little bog spice. Mm. <laughs> Provisioning level up. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I've started a spellblade. I'm so happy. Wait, what? In Oblivion. Yeah, I created a a spellblade in Oblivion. I'm I'm live streaming that character too. Spellblades are awesome. I am so ridiculously happy with how this character is turning out and apparently um once you finally like get through the sewer system in in oblivion i i didn't know this um and i've always been told like ah spell blades they're 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 useless or that's why i dropped them for skyrim i i, I don't know i i really enjoy it um what <laughs> Uh, that's that's what I was told. I was told that by a lot of different people, and, and I guess maybe for Skyrim, I can understand because the the combat um, choice that they made in in Skyrim is you can have a weapon in each hand, or one weapon in one hand and a spell in the other, which is a spell blade. Yeah, that's how I play. Right. Um, and they wanted to like I guess generalize all the classes and make a. a a very a very uh, vague class choice in the very beginning of Skyrim, which is, do you want to be a mage, a warrior, or a thief um, type of, of character, and then just go from there? I really miss the classes of Elder Scrolls in Skyrim, and, and one of the classes that, that I've always been intrigued by was the idea of the Spellblade. So I, I made one in Oblivion, and I was having a lot of fun with it, and I said, you know what, let me let me show people the, this, this, this class, because I think it sort of gets a bad rap. And I created one. I was live streaming it. And, um, you know, once you get through the sewer system in, in the beginning of the, of, uh, of the game there, and you can sort of, like, edit your, your class choices and your race and all that. Uh, they give you that, that last, you know, are you sure kind of a prompt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, that's when you get the, the, um, the Spellblade benefits, which include some pretty awesome... Um, touch spells which are destruction magic based and you have to be within melee range in order to use so for instance when you start the game you get firebolt which is a fireball you can throw at your enemy and 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 whatnot um, when you choose a spell blade and you finally get out of the sewers and you've you've finalized your class choice you still retain that plus they give you a, a whole host of of um of touch spells like three or four that uh that you can you can use and one of my favorite ones that have been working for me um was the um not the frost one the the um lightning one shock shock one yeah shock one and it works great because i went into i went into uh right right across when you get outside the 
the sewer system, uh, uh, there's a river there. Across the river is uh, is Vilverin, which is a um, an alien ruin. You go inside, there are all kinds of undead are in there. This thing is great. You got one sword in one hand, right? These things come charging at you. They jump at you. You block it with the sword, and and they're right there. They're in they're in touch spell range. Bam! You hit that sucker off, and and it takes it takes a good portion of their health away. It's fantastic. And then you just kind of clean them up with the sword. And what a great playstyle! I'm really enjoying it so far. Heavy armor, the whole bit. I love it. So um, I would highly recommend if you're gonna if you any of you guys are are gonna play Oblivion, um, I would I would recommend the Spellblade. Now now Rob, you you said you you love the Spellblade, right? You must have some some kind of experience with that. Yes, um, whenever I played Oblivion, um, I always chose the Spellblade. Um, I I always like calling them the Battle Mage, um, just because to me like a Battle Mage was you know I always called the the spell blade the battle mage just you know growing up playing dungeons and dragons or whatever yeah. that's just what i referred to it as but i actually meant a spell blade um but um that's what i played when i was in oblivion and when skyrim came out and you had the the two uh you know like you could have a, a weapon in one hand spell in the other that made the game for me um and i on the flip side I'm actually glad that they did away with the classes in Skyrim because it actually made the character a true blank slate. Like it didn't, it, it didn't restrict you to certain abilities. So, you know, for me, I, I preferred it. Yeah, um, I would, I would, I, 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 I agree. Thought you could make your own in oblivion. I you always can. made my own. You, oh, you, absolutely you can. can. Yeah. But, but the thing is with Skyrim, since there are no classes, then it doesn't restrict you. So, like, okay, you get to level 15 or whatever in Oblivion, you decide, yeah, you know what, I really don't want to do this, then you would have to make a whole new character. Whereas in Skyrim, you can just, all right, I don't want to use the bow anymore. I want to start shooting fireballs. You can yeah. start doing that. Did you guys see that tweet I sent out about, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the stealthiest rogue ever, and then when you finally max out your abilities, you, yeah, you're a I rogue that uses? <laughs> <laughs> nope. The... the the classes in in Oblivion and and Morrowind, um, really, <clears throat> and the, the other games too, for that matter, is really based on your your major skills. You right when you use your major skills, they level up. Now now you can build your own class by by choosing what major skills you want to use. I really prefer that style over over the Skyrim style, which is just you know completely free and and open, um, and then not offering any sort of template. Um, and, and the reason why I prefer that is because it's, uh, I, I guess nostalgia reason to, to be, to be completely honest. I like it out of nostalgia, but yeah, you can, you can build your own, own class in, in, um, uh, in any of the games, Liz. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you get the option in Morrowind as well. All right. Um, we've got 15 minutes left in the first hour here. And in the second hour, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, talking about patch one, uh, one five, five. And some Tamrielic rumors, um, as well as uh, some guild updates, and, and we've got we've got a whole show left for you beyond our gameplay. But first, uh, we are legitimizing the Rage of the Week, and and what happens when we legitimize the Rage of uh, a new show, a new segment, guys? What happens? <gasps> bumper. 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 There's bumper. a bumper. Yeah. We're getting bumper cars. We're getting bumper cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Uh, so so uh, here we go. The rage of the week. Now what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me, man! That's some bullshit. Ah, come on! Rage of the week. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, so, um. I just swallowed my hair. <laughs> I'm inhaling so fast, I inhaled my hair. Ow! Um, so, so, Rob, I feel like you have to sort of yell and scream now with your pinky up. <laughs> yeah. So, what's, what's, uh, what's grinding your gears this week, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, a, a couple episodes ago, well, probably about a month or so ago, I uh, I, I pitched a uh, an add-on for ESO that at the time I do believe I used the word foolproof or idiot-proof. Well, I learned that it is not idiot-proof, and what I'm referring to is item saver. Um, I remember that one. <laughs> now, for the most part, item saver has been a fabulous help when it comes to making sure I don't break down gear that I don't want. But, this past week, I had the ultimate fail. Um, I was making some uh, some gear for my Nightblade, like my old Mary Dominion Nightblade. And I, I figured, ah, you know what? I might as well just make all blue gear. So, I jumped onto my crafter, made all this gear I made uh, you know all all the armor and two daggers for the dual wielding and one for uh, for a bow I was ready to you know ready to go and like, something come up uh, or something came up before I could actually drop it in the bank and give it to the character it was meant to go to can I see where this is going <laughs> I go do whatever it is I need to do and I come back and I just kind of you know like played something else. I don't know. I completely forgot about this gear that I had made. And I come back in, jump on my crafter, and realize, oh, my, my bank only has so many slots. I should probably deconstruct some stuff. I forgot <laughs> I forgot to save using item saver all of that gear that I'm I'm shaking thinking of this. <laughs> I I deconstructed every single piece that I had made and, and, and because I had made it that day or the day before with that character, that, that crafter, I kept getting, uh, you did not get any items from this. You didn't get any items from this. Because you can't make and then break down stuff really? and expect to get stuff back. What? But I found out that it, you have to give it like a day or two before you can break it down, and then it will actually give you materials back. No, this was the same freaking day. So I lost all of those blue tempers and all the materials. Like I think I had to go purchase like a whole nother stack of, uh, of leather and this is like veteran. Uh, this is like veteran rank one stuff. Oh. I oh, I was pissed. Hold, hold I, on one second, Rob. In their tongue. Oh, uh, wrong one. <laughs> now what the? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what my living room sounded like. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine that your distraction was probably your kids. And, and you know what? If it was, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm a little scared for them. <laughs> that uh, that one hurt. 
because <laughs> I had to go oh. buy all new. I had to go buy all new blue tempers. Silver uh, lining. You actually told me I did not know that thing about the stuff you made right away. Yeah, if you make something and then immediately break it down, it, it might give you the uh, the style material back. Maybe like one piece of uh, of like the ingot or the leather. Uh, it, it'll give you like one thing. It won't give you a bunch back. So once you make something. Just put it in your bank and let it sit for a day or so, and then break it down. You can actually get more materials back from it. But yeah, this I got nothing, not a single blue temper back from it. Oh, poor guy. It was like half my blue. Um, oh, what's the blue one for uh, cloth? I can't remember. Uh, embroidery. Yeah, I, oh. I. I lost half my embroidery for that. <sighs> That's terrible. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Well, um... I, I actually. <laughs> I kind of have a similar story. <laughs> but you don't wear armor. I still have gear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maxed in like all the crafting styles except for enchanting, I think. Still wear skin. Hey, by the way, <laughs> is the naked Nord still boots. single? They're fantastic boots, too. And the swords I make, I make them all for myself. So, Dwemer styles came out recently, right? Mm-hmm. This is known. I got the Dwemer sword thing, and uh, you have to get 10 scrap to make one style material. Scrap is not easy to come by for me for some stupid reason. I think I've gotten a total of four crafting uh, style stones total, which means 40 scrap. My first scrap, our first 10 scrap, I was so excited. I finally went, you know, got the style stone, went and crafted myself a new Dwemer sword. Looked amazing. I took a screenshot of it, posted on the Naked Nord Twitter account. Oh, at boy. Naked Nord, follow it. That makes it and, official. Uh, what? That makes Same it official. Fun. Yeah. So I put it out there. I've, you know, <laughs> I've got this sword. I upgrade it to purple grade because I know I'm going to be using it for a while because I'm, uh, you know, BR12. Um, <laughs> and I, I've, I've got, you know, it's part of a set piece and everything. And then I realize as I'm looking at this awesome sword, I'm staring at it in my inventory. The blade is amazing. And it's at that point I realize. That I forgot to put a trade on it. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm looking at this going, this is oh. useless to me. Oh, God. There's no trait on my sword. Oh. So I went and deconstructed it, and I got the style stone back. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't have enough void stone on me because I'd just done my crafting rinse. That was lucky. To make a new one. Back. So then I spent the next couple of hours going out, and I got like. 200, uh, or, you know, a full 200 stacks. Yeah. And How long I, did that take you to get all that void stone back? You had to go to Craglorn for that, right? No, no, I run, uh, I run through Mary territories. There's a bunch of places. Uh, there, if there's anything in this game I do more than anything else, it's just farm materials. Oh, I thought it was posed for pictures. No, I do like that, though. <laughs> Um, he, he does that too. Is it is it really is it really him that's posing for pictures or just his abs? Uh, I love column A, little column B. I'll tell you what though. Um, if if you think if you think uh, the naked Nord's abs are unbeatable and quality and fantastic, they and they are yeah. right. Like there's some pretty amazing. Oh my god, I hear it amazing ad, abs. <laughs> um. <laughs> I gotta tell you, if you love quality like his abs, then you're gonna love tweaked audio headphones. Well, well done. Thank you. Because they are they are 
they are they are quality they really are um now, unbeatable customer service over at, at tweakedaudio.com and and just like the naked nord free worldwide shipping <laughs> unlike <laughs> unlike the naked nord though tweaked audio headphones are 30 percent off with our code off the record uh head over to tweakedaudio.com if you're in the market for some brand new headphones hey you know um uh, new Life Festival, aka Christmas, that's coming up, and uh, you can you can uh, maybe you're in the market to to purchase some new headphones for for your spouse. Uh, perhaps he or she would like a uh, a naked Nord to to come over. Um, that's illegal, but what's not illegal are tweaked audio headphones, and and with thirty percent off with the code off the record. Lifetime warranty, unbeatable customer service at tweakedaudio.com, free worldwide shipping, and quality, quality product. You really can't go wrong. Unless, of course, you break some laws, pay road to come over the house, and entertain whomever. Um, uh, oh, my. That would be, that would be. But, of course, he would have to wear clothing. I like the lifetime warranty with this thing with the Naked Nord. I mean, if <laughs> Road doesn't I, I come. I do want to put it out there that I personally wear clothes most of the time mm. like right now i'm wearing this amazing t-shirt yeah and and he already <laughs> the segways keep it coming <laughs> the uh the his lifetime warranty has already been given to his wife so yeah 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 so there you go but but a lifetime warranty will be available with your your brand new tweaked audio headphones so if anything ever goes wrong hey guess what give him a call and say uh road can't come over here but i definitely need some new headphones All right. Having me come over does cost extra. <laughs> Holy night in the chat room, chat room is saying one of these days they're going to stop sponsoring you. <laughs> I if, doubt it. At, the, at this rate, after listening to as many episodes as I have, I really, at this point, doubt it. Bruce, if you're listening, just Bad send me an email if you hate break. me. <laughs> just like a Nord. Hmm? Uh huh. <laughs> All right, guys. The uh, second second half of the show is coming up. We've got uh, lots of content here to to sort of rifle on through, and uh, and we know you're going to love it. Hey, the fix of the fix of the fix is in next. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. So, patch 155. Ah, yes, the Chosen. The Chosen patch, indeed. Uh, when when your Christmas toy breaks and something else a week later comes along and fixes it, well, this is it. Patch 155, the fix of the fix. Uh, last week, we, we reported that patch 154 caused some issues that would revert the game back to its, in quotes, last known good save, end quote. As a result, patch 154 had a very muted release with outcry from players on the forums. Now this week, patch 155 has released, including many of the promised aspects of 154 within. Here are some of the details and a few noteworthy portions of the patch you may not have been aware of. Uh, Liz, would you mind grabbing this quote here, please? Sure. Elder Scrolls Online version 1.5.5 is an incremental patch that addresses some crashes that occur in Cyrodiil, plus some adjustments in Craig lore. <laughs> we have also adjusted the amount of XP you will receive when you complete veteran rank contact and fixed your progress bar so it no longer appears as though you need 4 million XP to gain veteran rank. 
Now, they updated the Undaunted Skill Line tooltip to include Undaunted Pledges as a way to gain reputation. The experience awarded for discovering new areas and silver and gold content now correctly scale to your level and updated the grouping tool that allows groups to be searched for Dragon Star Arena as long as you meet the veteran rank requirements. You can also enter Dragon Star Arena from VR1. That last portion there updated the grouping tool to allow groups to be searched for Dragon Star Arena as long as you meet the veteran rank requirement, which is VR1 now, I, I think is um, a great a great addition. Sweet! It definitely is. Um, because, I mean, what is there to do at, at VR1? Well, yeah, you've got silver content that's immediately available at VR1. Um, Lots of dying. What's that? Lots of dying. Lots of dying. Lots of dying. Lots of dying. Yeah. Death. Death becomes him. Craglorn, uh, <laughs> um, of course. The the um, the veteran rank uh, dungeons, and now and now Dragon Star Arena is is available for you, and and that that that's it. It it fully pretty much fully opens up opens up the game. You've got your own um, section of of Cyrodiil now, which which everyone is involved in, and that's that's awesome. Uh, Road, what do you think about about these changes in one five five, and how how's it played out for you this week? Well, I, I've only had since Sunday. I've only had about hours worth of game time to play ESO this week, mostly because this other game came out. It's kind of a big deal and has completely dominated about thirty five hours of my life so far. Um, that's that's a real number, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I haven't heard anything bad about the patch yet, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that hearing nothing means good things are happening because that means people are actually playing the game now and back to leveling up characters because I can tell you it was a tad disconcerting when I was trying to level up my VR12 character realizing that I couldn't level up because I wasn't getting any experience. <laughs> or at least not what I should have been getting. What about you, Rob? Um, a lot of these issues uh, kind of touched on a little bit last week, but... Um, one one five four, um, you know, supposedly was to fix you know a, a lot of stuff that was broken. Um, I, I had just kind of noticed with my veteran rank characters that wow this this experience uh, rate is not what I thought it would be. So knowing that it was kind of an issue, I just you know set off to the side and like ah, I'm gonna go level my Nightblade and um, one of the quests that they were supposed to fix uh, with one one five four. Uh, wasn't fixed, but you know, unlike these other quests that you know, some guy runs out, you know, in the middle of the road and says, "Hey, somebody only stole my dog. I'll give you, you know, two hundred gold and you know a stick, you know, if you do this for me." Oh. Like the, the the quest that was broken was a major storyline quest in Reaper's March, and it halted your progress. Um, that was a big issue, and the fact that it was broken for several days, um, and uh, you know, for you know, for the Ebonheart characters. That that's their gold content. That's that that sucked, um, and I you know I I got really irate about it um, the day that one five four came out and that the issue hadn't been fixed. I remember you so, being angry. <laughs> I, I want to ask because I haven't I didn't experience this, that bug clearly. But how long was the Reapers March holdup actually going on for? Uh, let's see. It broke with update five. So it wasn't like the month where people couldn't progress into VR content at the end of, uh, of not uh, not quite like not yeah. quite that bad, but uh, you know 
I think the fact that like why everybody was getting very upset about this was that in the patch notes it stated that there's a fix <laughs> to this. Yeah. So so everybody gets all excited. They jump in. They try to do this quest, and then eh, no, sorry, screw you. Go away. Go do something else. Um, so it was it was very disheartening, um, and it, it took me a little bit uh, to actually start playing that character again because I, I you know in the meantime I, I was playing something else all my other characters were veteran rank and that experience was broken so I just that's when I made my Daggerfall character so I started playing the Daggerfall content and then once the patch fixed it I was kind of like yeah you know I just really don't want to do that but I ended up jumping back in and continuing that character anyway um, but yeah I mean it was really frustrating you know trying to get past that Um, I haven't had the uh, I haven't had that experience to be honest because this past week, um, you know, I haven't been involved in ESO very much. Uh, not because of this, you know, uh, not not at all. Just 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 very busy. And then you know, when it comes to MMOs, it's like eh, if you don't have a lot of time, eh, you don't really feel like you know jumping in there. And I wasn't really into the solo questing this week very much. Um, although I, I have gotten halfway through Deshaun at this point. Um, in any event, um, what, what really grabbed me about, about 155 was, was obviously the fix to the, the um, veteran or the, the XP skill bar, and that that's uh, displaying correctly, but, but yeah. also um, the grouping tool for uh, the, the looking for group system now includes Dragon Star Arena. I know that it makes me want to try and queue up for Dragon Star Arena, but at the same time, I'm still afraid that just because Dragon Star Arena has been added to the LFG system doesn't mean that the LFG system is working properly again. Yep. What do you guys think about that? Them adding Dragon Star Arena to the grouping tool and and it not really working the way it's it's supposed to be. Uh, genuinely speaking, uh there are certain things that should never be added to the group fighting tool to begin with mm-hmm. because I'm sorry, there might be a very small percentage of people that can just jump in there and find some level of success in challenging content, but at some point when you're playing an MMO, you need to actually talk to people, gather up, group together, form relationships, form strategies, go in there as a team, and do the content. If the content is easy enough that a a group of random schmucks can jump in there and take their way through that content, just flailing like rabid monkeys, (laughs) then either remove the tool or increase the difficulty of the content. I, I genuinely, and I'm not even someone who goes in there playing difficult content, but something like that should not be on the group finder to begin with, in I, my opinion. I agree with you in the sense that, that Dragon Star Arena is is very difficult. And as a result of it being difficult, it's not going to be successful with pickup groups who use this right. with with uh, the LFG system they have in the game. Um, I agree with you on, on that that aspect of it. Uh, I, also, I also see... Uh, right about the point where I lost my train of thought. So I'm going to go over to Liz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to disagree with you on one point, is that 
what if you're just a solo person and you know what you're doing and, and you just, you know, or you are a group of however many, you're missing just one person. Uh, all you want to do, you know, is, is shout it out. Of course, you can go into a city and shout it out. I, I don't know why I don't like that, but I don't. Um, mostly because I don't like listening to everybody else besides the people that actually, you know, it's watch very, it. It's very tedious. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't have general chat turned on at any point in the game. Ever. Yeah, so, so therefore, I would think, you know, at least in that case, oh, the looking for group, is that what you're talking? Yeah, it is what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... My question to you, Liz, is is this. Um, with it being added to the LFG system, does that automatically uh, give you the the, uh, the feeling of wanting to, to play the content? Now no. That you, no? Uh, no, because I, I know I'm not ready. I mean, that's just personally right now because I have just changed up my character. Okay. I'd I rather s- go in there with somebody like Java, you know? Oh, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, of course. I need a hand holder. But, uh, and she's uh, nice to hold hands with. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hold hands with a naked Nord, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you that I had I had sort of the opposite reaction. I I heard it was going in the LFG system system, and I was like, oh, cool, maybe I can queue up for it. And then I remember like, oh, it doesn't the LFG system doesn't really quite work all that well? <laughs> like, there's I something still never wrong use with it. it. I never had to because we were the guild, you know. Yeah, but we're, and see, that's that's what I'm trying to say is you know when you've got. A guild of people. It doesn't matter if it's a guild of 500 people, a guild of 100 people, a guild of 10 people. You've got a, a group of people gathered together that communicate, that know each other's strategies, that work well with each other, that form strategies around the play styles of the other people together. They take those combined skills, they go into difficult content, and they conquer it. If you take a group of random people, especially en masse, and throw them at something, and it ends up being too difficult for them to do, then the difficulty will inevitably get lowered to allow that barrier of entry to be an easier set for those people to jump over that barrier and say, yay, I I beat this difficult content. Well, it's not difficult content anymore if the difficulty's been removed from that. Then you've got the people that want that difficulty, want that challenge, want the the recognition, such as the three guilds that were able to go through Dragonstar Arena before it was even live, the only three teams that made it through because it was so difficult because they did hammer their way through it. They pounded their faces into that content until they figured out how to do it. Yeah. And they did so as organized teams. It took and MMO um, needs something for organized teams. It took uh, ESOTR Akatosh um, with uh, Java Who. Uh, she was telling me it. It took them nearly thirteen hours to to get uh, some some portion of of Dragon Star Arena figured out, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the way it should be. Um, all right, we've uh, we've got a new section coming up in just a minute, Tamriel rumors. And uh, but before we do that, I want I want everyone just to open up the patch notes for for a second, and and take a quick look. And I want you to pick out some obscure portion of the notes here that you you think is that you like that maybe our listeners may not be fully aware of. Um, now, now while while you guys do that, I'm going to pick out my my favorite obscure uh, portion of the notes here, which is uh, this uh, from Craglorn. They've increased the experience you get for completing the following: Ankara burial sites, magical anomalies, and Nurncrux mines. That's a good change. Well, we know what uh, what grind just got popular again. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> so that I like. Um, all right, who's who's got who's got something they want to call out first? Ooh, pick me, pick me, Rob. <laughs> uh, for uh, the quests and zones in Cold Harbor, uh, the quest Light from the Darkness. They uh, fixed an issue where King Dinar uh, would get stuck when you freed him, and it would block your quest progress. Um, I, I, I remember this quest. I don't ever recall having an issue with this, and that's uh, kind of like what I mentioned before. This is a significant quest where you have to... Uh, it, it can block your progress getting through Cold Harbor, but um, one of the, the, the fix that they made for it, um, he used to, like, limp to this place where he opens a portal and it would take him like I swear to god like 15 minutes to get there. <laughs> and like no joke, I, I I would I would free him at the end of that quest and then get up and go smoke or something because I knew that I had like a good 20 minutes before he's going to open that damn portal. Um but they they fixed it so that as soon as you release him it's like he just instantly teleports to the portal and it's open and you can leave right right there. Uh so that's you know, I, I thought that was cool. It's like right. one one less part of the game that I have to get up and go do something else. Because there's uh, no dialogue. He just limps to it. You just watch him <laughs> like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> just to grease up the old uh, feet and push him along. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> so uh, who's who's next? Who's who's ready? You I'll basically go. covered everything in the, the okay. So Rhodes, it, it was it was actually a really <laughs> small patch, but I just want to pick this one because I like to rant. Okay, uh, fixed an issue that was resulting in smaller than expected experience gains for difficult quests at veteran rank. Yeah, well, that does a lot of good for me now that I've finished gold content with my naked Nord. I guess soloing that public dungeon the other day was kind of useless. <laughs> uh, well, you'll be happy to know that your your fellow uh, subscribers. Uh, will not have this this uh, hardship that you've gone through, and uh, neither will your your alts. How do you like that? Alts are a scary concept. It's taken me this long to get to VR twelve. <laughs> uh, Liz, you got anything? No, because you covered everything except for this post was edited by Gina Bruno. <laughs> Thank you, Gina Bruno, for editing the post and uh, and for all your hard work at uh, at Zoss. Woo! <laughs> Good job, Liz. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, new <laughs> new mini segment, Tamriel's Rumors. Um, there's there's a bunch of rumors out there in, in the old Elder Scrolls community. Uh, some of them are, are kooky. Some of them are, hmm, I don't know. Um, this one we've got here is uh, we've got two for you this week. Uh, I think I think each week we're going to try and go for one, but but this week we're going to open up with two. Uh, first up on the list, uh, Rob, would you mind uh, reading uh, off the Red Guard trademark rumor? Absolutely. Uh, this rumor's been floating around the net for quite some time, uh, e- even back before the release of uh, the Dragonborn DLC for Skyrim. Um, but it has caused a discussion that will Bethesda remake uh, Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard um, because they uh, they trademarked the name Redguard again. That's right. Now, now, Road, uh, you've you've clearly got something going on in that head. <laughs> what what do you got, <laughs> dude? I, I genuinely hope so. Elder Scrolls Redguard was my first Elder Scrolls game. Oh. 
I'm serious. That that's where my Elder Scrolls started. And that's I had no concept of Elder Scrolls because it was just Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard. I didn't know what the hell that meant. It was ten dollars on the shelf, and I picked it up for ten bucks during summer vacation when I was. Oh wow! How old was I? Nineteen. Oh no! 20. No, I was much younger than that. I fourteen. I He's may or may not have been a teenager at that point. Eleven. <laughs> I was going to say like twelve or thirteen. Okay. It might have been that long ago. I need to verify the actual date the game was released, but it was uh, it was on the shelf cheap. And uh, yeah, that was part of my summer was playing that game over and over and over again, and not having any idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'll I I'll tell you this. Here. This uh, this stems from from uh, Skyrim's DLC, and and uh, really there hasn't been a lot of writing on the internet about it, uh, with the exception of it coming up every now and again, rearing its ugly head every now and again on the Elder Scrolls forums. And um, some people say like you know oh you know, don't forget by the way they they renewed the the Red Guard trademark. Um, I really don't think, me personally, I really don't think there's anything to this at all whatsoever other than them um, making sure that the term Red Guard can't be used by any other corporation other than Bethesda and who they license to, to use the term, like Zenimax, um, for for all their all their different uh, you know Elder Scrolls games. Um, that's what I think is really behind this, but... Um, I, I don't see I don't see Bethesda or Zoss going backwards, especially Bethesda. I don't think that I don't see them going backwards and 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 redoing um, Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard. I, I don't see it happening. It could be a reenvisioning. It could be a sequel. It could be the next stage in you know the the ancestor of that previous Redguard. Swordmaster, yeah, which is what keeps the rumor alive. A lot of a lot of people sort of speculating on on stuff like that, yeah. So so who knows? But um, just so you know, it is it is out there. I approve. What do you think, Rob? Uh, it's it's hard to say. Uh, looking at it from a um, level-headed point of view, uh, I think that they're just trying to protect the trademark of you know their intellectual property. Uh, because trademarks do expire after uh, an extended amount of time. Um, but if I had to be facetious about it, I would say it is confirmation of Elder Scrolls VI Return to Daggerfall. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or, um, or Elder Scrolls VI Hammerfell. 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 Either way... Um, you know, I, I think it's just Bethesda protecting their IP, and that's really what it comes down to. Liz, if if um, Bethesda redid any of their previous games, such as Redguard or maybe even Morrowind, would that com- oh, yeah. would that compel you to go back and and play some of the older games? Only Morrowind. Uh, okay, just. And barely, because I remember watching some streams with you guys, and you were having trouble with everything. And I was like, I, I don't want to go through that. <laughs> it's Morrowind. You gotta want it. You gotta want That's it. That's the only one. You definitely. Yeah, gotta you want gotta it. want it. And I don't think I want it that much. Uh, ESO console release. Here's our, here's our second rumor, guys. ESO console release rumored to be imminent or canceled. Hmm. 
Now, the rumor it's canceled is a bit more prominent on the web right now since you know negativity seems to drive page views on websites, especially among the gaming community. However, uh, neither it being imminent, an, an announcement is imminent, or an announcement that it's being canceled is supported by any real factual evidence to indicate one way or the other. Now, you got one article out there which cleverly strings together of every nightmarish scenario an ESO player can think of and presents it as assumed facts, suggesting things like an inside source, quote-unquote, at Bethesda. <laughs> not Zoss, but at Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill, the janitor! <laughs> I was going to say, Harry, Harry, the guy who washes the toilets. <laughs> Nothing wrong That's with being a in very janitor. important job, and I will not have you mock him. He could be he could be <laughs> in on something you don't know. They could have uh, asked his opinion, and he was like, "Yeah," and then walked away. There, and this now is, he's an insider. This is Todd Howard's notes on his toilet paper that he tried to flush, but I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! The guy who fills the vending machines. Uh, so there's they, <laughs> this article. This crazy article suggested that an inside source at Bethesda. About Elder Scrolls Online, uh, has stated that they don't want to poison the well by releasing a barely functional game on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, and that once it goes free to play in a few months, it'll, <laughs> it'll get its console release. Uh, Quite the. Uh, to be fair, uh-huh. free to play games on consoles such as Warframe are apparently really successful. However, if PC players, hashtag PC Master Race, can get a <laughs> controller to work with the presently existing game, then converting it over to a console, which is essentially a, a hardware-locked PC, which is kind of like PC Lite, they can probably get that barely functioning game to work just fine, especially when you can get ports such as, I don't know, mouse and keyboards for your consoles. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is whoever put this rumor out there first off it's a lie second you're wrong I, I, I would say it's fairly obvious that you know this guy is who, who, whoever wrote the article it's it's you know it's silly There's uh, I'm so a much troll fail. I know a troll when I see a troll oh yeah I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say you know you're, you're kind of legitimizing uh, you know the troll under the bridge <laughs> Of course, I, I want to counter that that PC master race with all the problems we've been having lately. And okay, PC master race. Oh, I'm gonna get so much hate for that. Oh, here comes another sticking up for my peeps comment that I'm gonna hate for another. Sticking up for my peeps, yo. Oh gosh. <laughs> Direct all hate mail. Sister's not here yet. Liz. Let's leave the peeps out of it. <laughs> <laughs> peeps are. Gross. Oh, but there's there's gonna be peep snowmen here soon. Oh, oh, ew! So another and article. Walmart's going to be open on Christmas soon. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's okay to talk about snowmen because it's past Halloween. Yes, we're all right now. <laughs> I was thinking of the other day about Marwin yelling about snowmen and his Halloween. So angry. <laughs> so angry. Thank God. Thank God it didn't happen this year. Uh, so another article suggests, without citing any reason to believe at all, that Zoss has already already announced a console release for December. Like this, this already happened, and somehow we missed it. <laughs> so the, the whole thing about it being imminent or it being canceled is completely baseless until today. <laughs> <laughs> 
What happened today? Well, in uh, in ESO Live, <laughs> straightening out his beard for everyone. Um, in ESO Live today, Jessica Falsum confirmed in the chat room. Thank God I was there. That the console release has not been canceled, and that the team was working hard on it. In quotes, as we speak. So, it hasn't been canceled. It hasn't been been announced either as to when it's coming out, but they're saying it's not canceled. They're working hard on it still. So there you go. So so let that assuage your fears, guys. Elder Scrolls Online is coming to console. There's just no date yet, and they're working hard on it. What do you I, think? I feel like it was only a handful of episodes ago for TisoCast where... It was again said. I think it was might have been a month ago. No, a month and a half ago because I haven't been able to watch their show live in a while. Um, but it was addressed on the show that it was just kind of said in passing that they were not canceling it and they were still expecting it to come in the near future. Yeah. That it was still being worked on. That it had not been scrapped and that it was just moved on. They didn't make a big deal of it. They just went, "No, that's not the case," and kept on going. Yeah, so I, I mean, it was—it wasn't so much as a let's sweep this question on the rug and keep on going as if it never happened. It was more of like, more of like they're probably tired of hearing it. It's a non-issue. Hmm. Good so, point. It's a, it's yeah. a good point. So, so those are your those are your rumors for for this week, guys. Um, we're gonna move on to uh, the community roundup now. Now, Zenimax hasn't posted a whole heck of a lot on their website. No. Guild Spotlight, Battlemaster's Corner, No Adventures Handbook or Loremaster's Archive. Uh, the Tamriel Chronicle is still at number 73, so we don't have a whole lot there. But we did have ESO Live. That came out today. Uh, they announced a few things on, on ESO Live. Um, and if you're quick, you caught it. Announced provisioning revamp is now planned for Update 6. Now, what they're going to be doing is they're going to make it much more intuitive. Flower is going to be coming from sacks of flour. You're going to be able to interact with hanging meats at vendor carts. Things like that. I know, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> um, recipes will call for general goods like fish, chicken, flour, apples, etc. None of this, you know, um, I don't know, hand-rolled Dovahkiin meat slices of awesomeness, blue, powered greatness. Does it come in sweet roll? Yeah. I don't. I'm not a provisioner. I don't provision. Kitchen. I used to, and then I realized that I don't want to store that much crap in my storage, even if I've got between my two characters and my storage, 500 storage slots. Hmm. I don't. I don't want it's to do lot. that. But then, then I started collecting them again because my guild wanted them, so I collect them for the guild because they want it. So the guild kind of hose you out a bit. No, no, I'm uh, I am nothing <laughs> if not a pack mule for whatever the guild wants. Oh, that's... they want me to farm something, I go out and farm it. Nice. Okay. I farm it when they don't ask me to. I, I farm a lot. So they, they're cracking whips on you. No. No. They wonder where the hell I'm at all the time. Okay. <laughs> Hot in here or what? <laughs> Someone holds Liz down. Jesus. <laughs> Just dunk her head in a. Uh, in a tub full of tub full wait, of cold uh, water. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Poor girl. Um, 
so so I, I think part of that part of the part of that is that you're not using all of the the um, ingredients that you're that you're collecting because it's you need very specific kinds of ingredients for recipes, and they're generalizing those those ingredients so you can use more ingredients for more recipes. Thank you. Yeah, I know, right, Liz? Yeah. Um, also, they said this: costumes, mounts, vanity pets will be in its own user interface. They showed the user interface. Uh, it's going to be taken away from your inventory, and they're aiming for that to release on update six. <sighs> Can't wait for that. Nice, right? Also, update six news will be released on the next in quotes "road ahead" article, uh, which is due out the week after Thanksgiving. And they said this on Forward Camps. Um, some of you also might have noticed we've deactivated the Forward Camps in Update 5. We're now doing some changes to them. They're already on the development server, and we might bring them back with a um, small radius in which you can respond to the camp, and also with a timer on them, so you can't respond too often to um, looking at times that are around the same time as you are you would need to spend riding back to the spot yeah i know that whole team is really just trying to they're kind of playing around with different ideas and yeah. seeing what might work and yeah. um, just making but it better from what it used to be they're not gone they're coming back and they're coming back better so forward camps are not gone they're coming back and they're coming back better and some of the things that they were saying that they're going to be doing is they're going to um, have a a uh, timer on on the forward camp as well as have a much smaller radius in which you can you can use them so when they when the when the forward camp pops up it's got a radius around it in which people can can use the forward camp well that's gonna it's gonna tighten up quite a bit May I just say that that guy's accent was delightful. You liked it, huh? I liked it. <laughs> it was very good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob, what do you what do you think about about that as a fix for forward camps? Um, I'd always kind of been impartial to just you know taking out the forward camps. I really didn't think that that was wise um, because it would have been too much for the. Uh, you know, the PvP community to get used to, you know, that's, it's kind of a little bit of culture shock, but now that they're starting to embrace, or at least they were, you know, uh, starting to embrace the fact that they aren't there. Um, I think that, you know, the return of them is going to be seen as, uh, a good thing. Um, even though they're essentially nerfed from what they were before. Um, you know, Hopefully that will alleviate some of that, uh, you know, aggression that we've been seeing for the past two weeks or so on the forums. But I mean, in all honesty, like there was a lot of rage and vitriol for a couple days after, but then it kind of died down a little bit. Yeah, it sort of seemed like like people were getting used to it. Now, when I was in the chat room, we'll, we'll cut over to you in just a second, Road. When I was in the chat room there, uh, there was a lot of people that were upset that of the idea that forward camps were even coming back in the first place. And they didn't care in what, in what way they were coming back. If they were in quotes, fixed or not fixed, they, they didn't want any part of that. Now, now road, I know you spoke about this on, on TSOcast. Uh, what, what do you got to say about the idea of them coming back? 
yeah, this has been kind of a recurring topic for uh, some of our more recent episodes of Teaser Cast. Uh, the problem that they had with the original plan for the forward camps is that they allowed there to be no flow in PvP. And for a war, you've got to have a certain sense of flow overall. Now, in the previous iteration, they were literally just beacon spawn points from anywhere in Cyrodiil. Meaning that they're, you know, if you knew that the enemy was attacking this keep up here in the top corner, well, then they could appear in the complete opposite corner seconds later. They just get wiped out by something. It didn't even really matter what, uh, just as long as they were able to respawn to a spawn location, such as the forward camp. Then they could just rush across the map, cause a distraction up the top corner, disappear to another corner, take that keep, while your, you know, your faction is trying to scramble to counter these two different locations that are being attacked. They can't tell which one's really going on. Or if you see that, like, this keep over here is being attacked, and the one right next to it you think would be the next next one to fall after that previous one gets attacked. Well, no, that's, that's not how it works. There was no sense of flow. There was no predictability. There was nothing you could do to counter where the enemy was going to be coming from. And that led to a lot of problems. That led to the, the it almost seeming completely barren, even when PvP was completely full. And then they took them out because they were just being exploited. Or you, you could even get it so that you know there's only so many that could be on the field at a time. Well, then just a couple of people being jerks take up all the allotted spots for the forward camps, and they were in useless locations. So there was all, there was the ability to troll, just like with the oil pots. You know, drop down twenty of them in one spot. Well, then no one gets to use siege equipment. You know, it, it's just people using them in a way they are not intended. And I think the direction they're trying to go with this new iteration, which we've we've talked about in our show several times now, is uh, the idea that we've had is for, instead of having it so that you can spawn from anywhere onto that forward camp, the forward camp has a radius. That radius should be the location that you have to be within in order to respawn at that location. So it's actually pertinent to the battle taking place where that forward camp's at. At the same time, you know, you could have that one person in your squad that is just over and over dumping out all of these forward camps. Why not have a daily limit or an hourly limit per character for these forward camps so that you actually have to swap people out, have some people guarding them so that, you know, if it falls, then your stealth character just runs up, plops another one down. Doesn't matter. You've got that one just constantly going up. It was making it so there was no sense of real battle going on in Cyrodiil, which I wasn't really for them taking it out, but it was for the better. And a lot of people are then, then complaining, well, then I've got to travel halfway across the world, and I'm out of combat for 15 minutes. Then you probably shouldn't be out there by yourself. It's war. Yeah. War I, means lots of people. I got to agree with you, Road, on that. I, I definitely do. Um, I think I think putting them back in at this point I don't agree with it. I think it's a bad idea. In no matter what, no matter what iteration these these mm-hmm. things come back, I really don't agree with it. Um, and, and I do. Well, just on the Wait, on the I do. On the, go ahead, go ahead. Just on the basic point that that it looks, you know, Zoss, Zoss makes a decision of having forward camps in the game, and then and then they 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 say, all right, well, it doesn't look good, so let's take it out. And then a lot of people complain. They say, all right, we're going to put it back in, but but differently. I sort of make it sort of makes Zoss look a little wishy-washy in their in their game development, and 
I don't know if I don't know if I I don't know. I kind of maybe I'm kind of crazy on that because I I, it I disagree on, on who this you point. ask. I mean, well, it, there it, are going to be does. people that are like, yeah, they're 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 helping the players. They're listening to the players, and yeah. then you're going to get the people that you know they're wishy-washy. So, well, hmm. look at it like this: you've got a car that has something defective in it. A mass recall is placed, so all those cars are taken off the road. Well, then you've got to deal with not having your car for a little while until it's fixed, improved, and put in the way that it's intended to be. Then you have your car back. Well, you had to live without that car for a little while. Now you've got your car back. Things are suddenly better. It's the same thing for the forward camps. If they took them out because they were being exploited, because they were ruining PvP in a way, that's not a bad thing. If they took them out so that people are getting used to the idea of, no, you're still going to have to travel, mm. but when you're in battle, in a big battle, these will help you alleviate the stress of having to run all the way back. Unless, of course, your entire army gets wiped out. And then, look, you're all dead and in the same spot anyway. Travel together. Travel as a pack. Travel as a, a war, a, a complete force. You know, I you, know. I, they're... I, I sort of yeah. see this as people just whining. And and sorry if, if you disagree with me. I know Deltia definitely no, dis- no. disagrees with me. Um, and that's, I disagree and that's with Deltia fine. a lot. Yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have him we'll have him on the show and let him yell and, and scream at me and and, uh, and and hear and hear out your your opinion those uh, those of you who I just called whiners. Uh, so I I do apologize for that, but I I really do kind of feel like until until I play it and get proven otherwise, I I sort of feel this as as you know people are people are kind of just whining about it. You know, I mean, you know, like you said, Road, when you're playing PvP. You should get ready to have your butt handed to you, and you know that's sure. war. You should be out there with with your friends. And yes, I know gang squads, fine, but find a way to counter the gang squads. I mean, it's it's PvP. Now, you play a game like like I, I don't know, pick pick a crazy game out there that's got that's got ridiculous PvP. There's no hand holding there. There's no you know let's put a little diaper on your butt and wipe a little desitin on there, and you know like Mortal Online or or anything else. It's just we kill you, we take your stuff, and ha ha, noob. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> there's games out there that are like that, and I, I, I guess Elder Scrolls Online isn't like that. That's fine, but I don't think this is um, going back and forth like that. I don't, I don't know. I just well, I, until I, I, I play it, I'm think proven that wrong. The original intent yeah. was to put it back in. I don't like it, and that, and then taking it out was getting people used to the idea. I mean, first off, you're taking a defective product off the market. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yes, I see and it that way you're too. you're getting people used to the idea that they are going to have to, you know, get on their horses and ride across Cyrodiil until they get to where the battle's located, and then the forward camp comes into play. Right. Then and only then does it come into effect. It should not be a mobile beacon. And that's what the transfer locations between the keeps are for. So if you've lost a keep, thus breaking your connection to get to your farthest keep away, that means you need to get your army, go capture that keep again, and reestablish the connection. There are things placed in Cyrodiil for a reason. Fast travel locations exist. They're, they do, because yeah. Because of the fast travel locations, they create points of interest. Points of interest for the enemy are to sever that connection points of interest for your allies are to expand the connection, not just running all the way to the other side of the enemy territory and taking one keep 
and then using their you know their four camp to transfer everyone else from the faction to that one location and then taking from within all right um now now for those of you out there that feel one way or the other uh send us an email tell us your side elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com um obviously you know uh my point of view, Rhodes' point of view, is obviously not the end-all, be-all here, but we are interested in your point of view, so so send us uh, send us an email. Um, While I'm interested in their point of view, I do feel like mine's the end-all, be-all, but I'm a narcissist, <laughs> so, I mean, what are you going to say? Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Now, we've we still got uh, a little bit to cover in the show here, starting with uh, some, some updates regarding the ESOTR guilds. Rob, would you please? Absolutely. Um... For those of you that wish to join our uh, our, our thriving community uh, for the Elder Scrolls Off the Record guilds, um, we have our Aldmeri Dominion guild, Akatosh, uh, our Evanheart Pact guild, Meridia, and our brand new Daggerfall Covenant guild, Stendar. Uh, if you are interested in joining in any of these guilds, uh, please go to uh, questgamingnetwork.com uh, on the forums, and you can get a list of people that you can message in-game for an invite. Um, events that uh, that are uh, done in these individual guilds are things uh, like this. Um, Akatosh, this Saturday, tomorrow actually, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, they're having a Thanksgiving scavenger hunt in Grotwood. Uh, golden goodies for prizes, first, second, third winners, and a small auction to hold during a feast when the hunt is completed. Uh, additionally, on Tuesday the 25th at 6 p.m., uh, they're having Party Pyro, uh, taking them into Cyrodiil, uh, into the new Cyrodiil, to show the PvP ropes. So that's their PvP training camp. Uh, moving on to Evanheart Pact uh, Guild Meridia. Uh, the Guild Tabard has been uh, updated, and the Guild Store is now up and running. Uh, Sky Shard Hunt this Sunday, uh, the 23rd, uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time in Cyrodiil. Meet up in Davin's Watch in front of the bank if you are interested. Um... As we mentioned um, last week, Meridia is taking sign-ups for a New Life Festival party uh, and a Secret Santa. Uh, so if you are interested in uh, signing up for that, contact at Shoot Your Eye Out for more info. The festival is going to be held on December 13th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, moving on to uh, Stendar, the Daggerfall Covenant Guild. Um, it is still a new guild. They're looking for more people. Um so if you would like to join uh, Stendar, uh, by all means, uh, send uh, send us an invite, uh, or send us an invite, send us a message, <laughs> and we will send you the invite, uh, and you can join Stendar, or any of these guilds for that matter. Um, Stendar is going to be starting to plan events very soon, and I am looking for some volunteers that can step up to be an event coordinator. Um, all of these guilds. Uh, you don't have to be exclusive to any one of them. You can join one, two, or all of them if you would like. These guilds are fantastic. Um, whatever whatever faction you, you ally yourself with, we have a guild for you. Um, definitely check out ESOTR, Akatosh, Meridia, and, uh, and Stendar uh, today. All right. Uh, <laughs> There's been some holidays that happened here in, in Tamriel. Uh, one was Hel Ansilak, which happened on Sun's Dusk the 18th. Hel Ansilak, which means communion with the saints of the sword in Old Redguard, is the most serious of holy days for the people of Pathago. 
the ancient way of Helance is never practiced by modern Red Guards, but it's rich in heritage and is remembered and honored on this day. And then, of course, there was the Warriors Festival, which is a lot easier to say than Hell and Sealock. Uh, Warriors Festival happened on Sun's Dusk the 20th. Sun, uh, the Warriors Festival, most of most all the local warriors, spell swords, and rogues come to the equipment stores and blacksmiths where all weapons are half price. Unfortunately, the low prices also tempt many an untrained boy to buy his first sword and normally quiet streets ring with amateur skirmishes. Most ruffians have been pardoned in the past, but as promised to be less merciful uh, this year. Now in Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Mayrun's Dagon. There you go. All right, guys. Um, emails and tweets are on their way in just a few moments. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, some some tweets. Some tweets were thrown at us this this week, and um, I guess uh, I guess Rob, would you mind uh, covering this this uh, little area here? Uh, sure. Uh, first off. We have a tweet from a guild leader of uh, ESOTR Meridia, that is, shoot your eye out, is, uh, tweeted us a picture of the newly refurbished uh, Meridia Tabard. I'm trying to get it up on the stream here, but uh, the, the page isn't loading. Oh, dear, that's not good. Yeah, having a Yay live. issue. <laughs> um, there we go. After that, we received a tweet from Adam Schmidt, a.k.a. Uh, that is Kipster. Uh, this whole real-life job thing is really starting to interfere with my in-game life. Listening to at Elder Scrolls OTR right now to get my fix. Okay. Moving on to uh, at Erox Soren, a member of all three of our uh, of our guilds, says, uh, "Oh my God, Dawnbreaker of Smiting is so freaking powerful against undead and Daedra. Check it out and have fun." Oh, can I do the next one? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Gordo one two two seven. He said, uh, "Made three placemats for three kids. Uh, they worked on them while uh, see Elder Scrolls. Wish it was CES." Classic Elder Scrolls. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Classic Elder Scrolls was streaming, and they're little turkey hands that say, We know. <laughs> the cutest <laughs> thing ever! <laughs> Gotta love the turkey hands. I told Jenny she needs to make some turkey hands with uh, with her kids this year. Aww. Uh, that she, that uh, entertains she me so much. It's <laughs> and so turkeys. Cool. It's awesome. Uh, and then this one as well. We, we threw out a question here on, on Twitter. Two questions for the next podcast, which is going to be, uh, Friday, November 21st at 9 p.m. Your thoughts on update five or what classic game will you play tonight? 
Uh, uh, Preston Averett says, uh, 1.5 got me to start two new tunes and retire my main. As for classic, Elder Scrolls 3 on my Dunmer, Witch Hunter. Uh, at Monovan says, uh, not happy with the quest scaling, make it optional. I want to be able to get a few levels ahead if I have problems with a quest. Uh, Menchi on Twitter says, the crafting update is a great way for newcomers to learn the ropes of crafting and get extra materials. Uh, Monovan then says back, uh, love the facial animations though. At Shucharaya. She says, uh, they, they have needed those solo quests so much. No one will have a problem with them, though. Too much, in my opinion. And at KDR Mickey says further down here, Machine Gun Sniper! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got uh, two emails as well. Uh, Liz, would you mind grabbing one of these, please? Okay, from... Protantus? Protantus! Yes. Okay, so I just, again, watched the Angry Joe video for Skyrim, and it crystallized for me what is the only thi- what the only thing is wrong with the game. There is no threat from dragons. Apart from the intro, where you do not know what the F is going on, uh, they are pussycats. How much cooler would it have been if dragons were killing the country, burning Whiterun, Solitude, and uh, you need to do something now to stop them? Urgency is what is lacking. You can do what you want, and this supposedly urgent crisis will wait for you learning, wait, leaning the flute at the Barge College. What? (laughs) I think that was learning. Learning. Learning Learning the flute at the Barge College. Uh, Love a new format, and although I will never be an MMO player, I still listen. Liz is still an exploitress, but I still love her. And <laughs> From Protantis. Um, I, I have a response for Protantis. Please. please. <laughs> All right, Protantis. If you want the dragons to be a threat, I have two, count them, two mods for you. One is called Deadly Dragons. The other is called Skyrim Redone. Install both of those to your Skyrim. I guarantee you, you will... Probably run for a little bit whenever there's a dragon attack. For a little bit. <laughs> oh, I have just gonna two things to point. add to this. Oh. Please. Just real quick. Uh-huh. I killed Alduin naked. Uh-huh. And if you want a game where dragons are a threat, ah! go play Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> oh, wow. I might yes. be biased. I, I will say, just uh, as a kind of a preview to our next episode... Uh, I saw the first dragon in Dragon Age at level 2. I turned around, out loud screamed, nope, and went the other direction. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, way harder. But then again, this is, game is this many, three years old now. Anyway. That's very true. We uh, can't see you, Liz. This, uh, <laughs> this one came from Armon. says, hey there. I was thinking, what if in Elder Scrolls Six you can you can level everything like Skyrim, but in the beginning you pick either Stealth, Warrior, or Mage as your permanent class. Also, the three main guilds, Fighters, Mages, and Thieves, are mutually separate. You can only become the leader of one per character, and each guild would give special bonuses to your class. Then add a new good faction to counter the Dark Brotherhood. So one character, you could be a good mage that specializes in fighting or an evil thief that does magic. I think this would encourage replayability and character diversity. Would love to hear your thoughts. Your fan, Armand. Um, 
Yeah, I think they did that actually in in Skyrim. He's, they did. I'm trying to come up with the name. I. Uh. It says in Elder Scrolls Six, um, he would like the idea of in Elder Scrolls Six. You can you can level everything like in Skyrim, but in the beginning you pick either stealth, warrior, or mage. That's that's exactly what it is like in Skyrim, as your permanent class. That's what those those ancient stones are. It's a class choice. Yeah, but you can change them. Yeah, you can change them. You it's not permanent. Them. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the that's the change here that he's looking for. It's a permanent thing. Okay. I like it. I genuinely like that idea. I think yeah. that you shouldn't be able to do everything in a playthrough. Because then once you do one big playthrough, it's done it all. Kind of, yeah. You go about it different ways, but essentially, you've done it all. If you're the leader of everything, what's the point of going in and playing again? There's no branching paths. That it's... Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Liz, what do you think? Um, I people would complain. That should be my answer to everything. There's going to be people to complain about. I it. think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all but, I can see though is just forms filling up with. Oh, I can't be part of this faction. You need to be me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, and, and I found the name. It's the uh, the Penitus Oculatus. They're the good. counter group. The, the, well, it's not necessarily a counter group. It's kind of like the Imperial Secret Service. And that's what they're doing is trying to investigate, hunt down, and kill the Dark Brotherhood. Mm. Now, now, what game do they make their mention in? Uh, they're in Skyrim. And uh, I don't know if there's Oh, any... I like their... Yeah, I get their arm. I know what you mean. I know which ones. Yeah. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure they. I've, I've heard mention of them in other games. Really? Yeah, you know, um, you know who yeah. we need on here is uh, is uh, Mike and Mark from from classic Elder Scrolls. They're, They're in the chat. That's, that's true. Um, yeah, because yeah, now that you think about it, um, when you play the Dark Brotherhood quest, uh, there's the Imperials that you have to kill. They're the part of that group. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's our show, guys. Such as it is. Uh, that is that is it, yeah. So so thank you uh, everyone for for listening and, and chat room for for hanging out with us. Uh, you can you can find this show as well as all of our other uh, Quest Gaming Network shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and of course QuestGamingNetwork.com and uh, YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Quest Gaming Network. You can you can find us hey on on QuestGamingNetwork.com. As well as on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. You can tweet at us at Elder Scrolls OTR. And uh, email us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com. Uh, our next episode will probably be Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Um, but we'll we'll let you know. We'll update you on Twitter with that as well. So so um, look for look for that on Saturday. And the next episode of Classic will be recorded on Sunday. November sixteenth. Uh, uh, when? Uh, next episode of Classic Elder Scrolls will be recorded Sunday, November, not November sixteenth. <laughs> 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 Sorry, um, November thirtieth. Hey, November thirtieth. Good catch, Liz. Thank you. Because I thought I had updated that. <laughs> Aww. Um, Road. Where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me over at. At that rogue guy on Twitter, you can co- catch me on Tisocast or follow at Tisocast on Twitter. 
If I'm feeling a bit frisky, I might post a picture on at Naked Nord. Uh, you can find me over at legend-gaming.net. I'm in the forums. I'm Road. That's that's where you can find me. You can send hate mail, but I prefer that while I'm on this show, you send hate mail to them instead. <laughs> uh, Mike from Classic Elder Scrolls is in the chat room, and he's he's answering our question earlier. He's saying the uh, Penitus Oculus first um, was mentioned in Skyrim. They replaced the blades after Oblivion. Uh, they're the Emperor's bodyguards. So, thanks, Mike. That's awesome. Um, okay, so final thoughts. Starting with uh, starting with Rob. This is a great show. Um, got a lot of stuff coming in the future, um, and uh, I like Mozart. Yeah, I I like uh, I like Mozart too. He's uh, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me, man! That's some bullshit. Ah, come on! <laughs> man! <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like when we used to do ripped off the record, like before we. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Um, Liz, final thoughts. Yeah, I'm going back to Skyrim. And Road, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And uh, I just I want to also add, you can find me on Dragon Age Off the Record. There I you know. go, Dragon Age Off the Record. <laughs> and I will also state that uh, you're welcome for the beard. It's actually a magical enchantment to protect you from this. Wait, is it an enchantment? Enchantment. Oh, look at the little dragon. Look at the little dragon. dragon. This is great audio. <laughs> yeah, a picture a of a dragon is great audio. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Quest Gaming Network. How do you like that? Let's just take that. <laughs> Time to say goodbye. Let's start with Liz. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. And and Rob. Hey everybody. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs> and and of course, Road. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> he does that to me too. Thanks, uh, thanks to to Road for for being here. We appreciate your time, and, and of course, and of course, your kendo, sir. Um, Absolutely. You guys did a fantastic job. Thanks both to uh, to Liz and Rob. Um, thank you to the chat room, you guys for for coming out tonight and for being here. Thanks for downloading us, uh, podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. Thanks for watching us. Please subscribe. Thank you very much. Everyone, take care, be safe, and as always, may the foos be with you!